Welcome to Kingdom Family Talks with Leif Hetland. We invite you into the conversation and celebration of what God is doing around the world through his sons and daughters. Leif shares insights into what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus in today's culture. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, everybody. This is Leif Hetland, and welcome to Kingdom Family Talk. And I had this great honor of having a dear friend, Chris Valentin, who is the senior associate leader of Bethel Church in Redding, California. And he's also the co-founder of Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, as well as Moral Revolution. And there are so many different things I could say in regard to, I know his uh, father has been a husband to Kathy since 1975 but also has uh, four children, as well as 10 grandchildren. And there's so many things I could say about him. But for me, he has been a true friend and actually a voice that there's been a couple of times I've received a spanking from him, but most of the time, great encouragement. So Chris, it is good to be with you. Thank you so much. Great to be with you too. I don't remember those spankings, so God has erased it from my memory. Okay, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. and it's no bitterness. I needed it. it. It was not punishment. It was discipline. Yeah. <laughs> One of them, you just reminded me to love my wife a little bit better than I was doing in that season. So <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, that's, that's good discipline right there then. It, it, it is. Yeah. So tell me, Chris, what's, what's going on in your life? And just give a little update because I know that you have been in the middle of first you live in california is number one second of all you're navigating a lot of different change uh, and in the middle of a lot of detention and all of the shaking and i know so many different people being a prophetic voice i know you've received a lot of criticism and at the same time but i just want to honor you for your humility as one of the first one that came out and also even share just uh, how the people are not false prophets but well, some people that was not maybe accurate in regard to some of the things about the political climate. So, Chris, if you could just give me a little insight as how has this season been for you and, and give us some wisdom about how do we navigate uh, such a seasons that we are living in right now? Well, I, I think that for everybody, it's been challenging, of course. We, um, as you just pointed out, with the political climate was been intense. Um, we live in California, which tends to intensify it a little bit for, for, uh, for us. And then obviously COVID, which we've navigated as a church, opening, closing, closing, opening, school ministry. You know, we, we, uh, <laughs> I was just telling somebody that, you know, we had to meet outside in tents while it rained, you know, a year, year, a year ago and graduate in 105 degree heat on pavement outside outdoors even though we have beautiful buildings because of the COVID restrictions and we did our best to comply wherever we could in our city and then you know and then our our senior pastor uh senior leader's wife Benny has been diagnosed with cancer so we, we have that going on and then we sent out Eric and Candace and a team a whole team of people to plant a church uh in Greenville uh South Carolina so we have, uh, we've, we, we, you know, you want to talk about transition and all, that all happened. Well, it's, you know, still happening, but in 24 months. So uh, that was a, you know, very, very challenging kind of white water season, but I feel like we've, you know, we're, we're doing well and we manage it well. And yeah, you pointed out that I gave a, a prophecy, you know, I actually, so just to be clear on the prophecy part, 
even though this is in our main subject. So I, I prophesied both Bush, George Bush terms accurately, both uh, Obama terms accurately, the first term for President Trump accurately, and then uh, obviously missed the second term. And so, uh, you know, some people are like, well, he'll be president 2024. Well, my prophecy was about consecutive pre presidency. So my word, at least the details of it would still have been inaccurate. And, uh, you know, most of uh, lots of our, uh, you know, people were that, you know, we're, we're, we're sharing with me that I should, um, you know, that I should stand strong on, on this prophetic declaration. And, but when I asked the Lord what to do, um, you know, he told me that I should humble myself. So, um, I, you know, I wasn't trying to be the first one out. I was just trying to obey what the Holy Spirit told me to do. So I immediately apologized, which is, you know, Leif, what you and I and all of the prophetic people have been teaching, uh, mothers and fathers have been teaching for years. If, you know, if you miss a prophetic declaration that you need, you know, you need to respond in a way that begins with humility and walk it out in wisdom so that's what i did and um and uh a lot of people were uh when i when i apologize I, I apologize as soon as it was clear that uh you know president biden won and then some people asked some of my own team asked would you take that down until the inauguration because uh some of us are still uh, persevering in prayer so out of honor for them, um, I took I took down my I didn't take back my apology. I just took down the post, and then reposted the day of the inauguration. So that was that's kind of that journey in a very short two minutes. And um, you know, and I I feel really good about the way that we move forward. Uh, I feel the the Holy Spirit's you know really happy with the way that we we handled that. Uh, situation. So I feel good about that. That's amazing. And I know there's something else that you're bringing to the table that probably we need more than anything else is connected to wisdom. Uh, I think that a lot of the debates these days is, is it right or is it wrong? Is it good or is it bad? But it's still part of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that we're discussing instead mm -hmm. of what is wise and unwise. And what would wisdom say in this situation? And right in the middle of it, I know that you came up with a book about spiritual intelligence, and now also actually uh, created a, uh, a institute and helping other people to make wise choices and to raise a whole new generation. Uh, that uh, and, and this this means a lot to me, personal speaking, because I feel uh, I've been on a lonely journey in many degrees, including, I don't know if you realize, I just received the International Peace Award by the president of Pakistan last week in uh, Islamabad. So you're standing there on a, on a platform in the, in the Middle East, and then I'm weeping and having a breakdown coming home because you're dealing with certain things that your naturally mind or even the system around us cannot explain. And in the middle of it, there is something called spiritual intelligence, and you have all these PhDs trying to ask you questions. And in the next moment, the answer is not normally from a natural perspective. It is a spiritual perspective. So could you give us a little bit insight about uh, how did this come about? I know that you have lived the message, but spiritual intelligence. Tell us a little bit about it and the difference between emotional or intellectual or leadership. Uh, yeah, that's really, that's really good. Well, you know, it's my own journey. And, you know, the intensity of the hour is really, uh, really, you know, put a lot of um, 
don't know how would I put this like it, it really created a lot of urgency around this book and even my own mistakes and learning from them and growing and, and figuring out how to navigate these seasons. So I feel like the book was uh, really, you know, put out at just the right time as far as the, you know, what, what we're going through in this, you know, in this season of, I call it the cocoon season that we're, we know was coming from it's, we're really in a metamorphosis. Uh, I feel like, you know, a lot of people feel like we're in transition, but I feel like we're in a metamorphosis we're a transition as we're moving from one season to the next, but I feel like a metamorphosis is not about changing seasons, but about changing us. And I feel like we are really going through a transformation in, internally and, and a metamorphosis. And so I think that's really important to understand. Um, so, you know, IQ, uh, you know, thinking from your, your biological brain, EQ, thinking what may, you might call it from the heart. A lot of a lot of books right now on emotional intelligence, uh, and there's some really good books on emotional intelligence. I bet you've read some. Uh, I have two, and they're just excellent books on navigating the soul. I would say not in a not in a bad or evil way, but it's just the gift of God. That's the how you know int intricately he he um, you know he created us. But you know, I've never heard anyone speak on spiritual intelligence. And so, you know, we talk about the gifts of the spirit in charismatic circles, and that's been really powerful and fun, but I've never, I've never actually encountered anyone who ever taught on spiritual intelligence, like what we're calling SQ. And so I just began to give myself to that subject because I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, you know, you're going to open the world up to a new way of, of tri-dimensional way of thinking. Um, and, you know, we, we talked about IQ and EQ just a minute ago, but the Lord said, I'm going to teach you how to teach the world, uh, especially believers, about SQ so that they can think tridimensionally. And so I began to get this insight that some of the things that we've taught for years, but then, you know, uh, as you give yourself to Revelation, it opens uh, new doors and there's new discoveries. So, um, you know, in Romans 12, 2, which we often quote, you know, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, so we talk about the renewed mind, which is so very important. And when we and when we renew our mind, we think like God. So, for example, if my neighbor hates me and he you know, throws his garbage over my fence and curses me when he goes to work in the morning and, you know, says terrible things about me. I read 12, you know, Romans 12, 2, and I go, okay, what does God, how does God think about that? And so I think, okay, God, you know, Jesus taught me, love your neighbor, do good to him who, who does bad to you. Don't exchange evil for evil. And so I learn how to deal with my neighbor, Henry, according to the way God thinks about Henry. Okay. But so, but then, you know, first Corinthians teaches us that we actually don't just think like God, that we have access to the thoughts of God, the mind of Christ. So we have often misquoted this verse where Paul says, I has not seen, ear has not heard, has not entered the heart of man, all that God wants to do for those he loves. It's an Old Testament quote from Isaiah, where Isaiah says, we know God wants to do stuff, but we don't have any idea what it is. But then Paul goes on to, 
after he quotes Isaiah to say, but it's been revealed to us by his spirit. And he goes on to say that God has not given us the spirit of the world, but the spirit who's from God, that we may know the thoughts that God has towards us. And then he quotes Isaiah in the last part of that chapter, and he said, who wrote, uh, you know, Isaiah, this is 1 Corinthians 2. He, he writes, um, who knows the thoughts of God that he may instruct him? And Paul answers that question, Isaiah's question with, we have the mind of Christ. Let me demonstrate. Let's go back to our story of Henry. Henry hates me, throws stuff over the fence. Okay, when I think like God, I, I, I say, okay, I'm going to treat Henry bad when he treats me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to treat Henry good when he treats me bad. I'm going to love Henry when he hates me. I'm going to bless him when he persecutes me. That's thinking like God. But when I think, but when I tap into the mind of Christ, that's not just thinking like God. That's thinking God thoughts. So now it goes like this. God, what are your thoughts towards Henry? And suddenly I hear Henry's dad was a pastor. He abused him at home, lived, lived like, like hell at home, lived, talked like heaven at, on Sunday mornings. And Henry hates you because you remind him of his father, who was a complete hypocrite. Now I'm not thinking like God. I'm thinking God thoughts. I tapped in to the IP, the intellectual properties of God. And I have just known the thoughts towards Henry. Now I can tap in to what we might call SQ intelligence, right? And, and say, okay, what is the wisdom of God? so that I can bring closure to the pain of Henry's life and help him to reconcile his relationship with his father, with God, and with me. And now I'm tapping into the wisdom from another age, um, which, you know, so, so I'm just giving an illustration. Like, this, there is a difference between renewing my mind and thinking like God, which is very important. We teach that in the first chapters of the SQ Institute and the SQ book. But it's deeper than that when I actually can tap in to what God is thinking. And I literally have access to the Google of God. I call it the Google of God. It's like I can Google any subject in the Holy Spirit, and God knows he's a scientist of scientists. He's the teacher of teacher, the engineer of engineers. He's the, uh, you know, uh, he's the astronomer of astronomers. He's the counselor of counselors he's a doctor of doctors and so on and so forth he knows everything about everything Leif. so i suddenly have access into the mind of god for my daily activities and to me that's the great one of the besides salvation through the the cross of jesus christ and the blood of jesus to me this is one of the greatest gifts to the body of christ it's kind of a, I just wanted to share one little story with you, I think just to confirm, because the people in the office here know just that two weeks ago, I'm at an Islamic headquarter. Actually, you knew Dr. Bob Phillips. He was with me when this was happening before he passed away. But anyway, it was a similar type of situation where I saw this radical person on a television in the Middle East that was teaching Islam. And when I was seeing him, I first struggled from a chair too. I would if you say, what do you see? Well, I see a radical PhD that teaches 
Islam. Later on, God started deal with me and he says, I want you to meet this person and I didn't want to meet him. Make that story short. Through this journey, he says, I want you to turn on the television and I want you to tell me what you see. And when I was looking there in the natural, I could describe what I was seeing about this imam. But then I knew the Holy Spirit was not asking me that question. He wanted me to see him the way that God was seeing him. So when you see the terrorist assault and you see the Apostle Paul, and don't treat people based upon their history, but your destiny. Come on. So as a result of that, it was kind of, it's a fun story because I have it right here in front of me, the award from it. So what it ended up was that I was like, I was, I was learning. I didn't have the language that you have at that time period, but I'm thinking when you were telling the story. So this person today is very, very actually close to me, but there was an encounter that took place. I went to his headquarter and I built this $240 glass sculpture and, I, and there was no way you could see him. He's as big as Oprah is, that told us. In, in, the, in the most, most 60 million people watch him every day. He's on the top of the media mountain. So there's no way you could see him. And I tried over and over to see him. And suddenly again, I went back and said, Holy Spirit, you know everything about everything. And then I said, given the International Peace Award of the year. And since you are from Norway, maybe they think it is a Nobel Prize. That was just an idea. That was not my idea. Make that story short. That's what we did. We built this International Peace Award. Went to his assistant who had already said, I'm not interested to see this infidel. The assistant went to his executive director. He was afraid what is going to happen if my boss doesn't find out if he has won the International Peace Award. He went to the boss. The boss heard the story, says, bring him to me. 400 imams in one room, women with a burqa on the other side, we had the honor of coming there to present him with the International Peace Award of the Year. Something changed in the atmosphere when that happened. Actually, in the end of the President Obama's term, we were at the National Cathedral together as part of the, the Freedom Act. He was one that joined me on that thing. We were together last week, but this whole atmosphere has changed. And today, he is known as a man of peace that is actually building bridge. And he's actually even started a girls' school. We were just there last week as an opening and just saw the atmosphere changing. But I think that it illustrated all the three points that you were talking that in the sense of, and there's things that are done intuitive, but I want to learn how to do it intentional. And I think that's what you are helping us with. Man, that is just a profound story. And you won the International Peace Award, did you not? Yes, I just have it right here. Grab it. And this is interesting, Christian. Wow. And on it, on it, it says, and it's the president of Pakistan. I have the picture when he gives it to me in the front of all government leaders from around the world, including the EU <laughs> ambassador. And on it, it says, as, as the ambassador of love is on the award, the ambassador wow. of love, Dr. Leif Hetland, the ambassador of love. That is amazing. That is amazing, amazing. That is the, you know, that is Daniel in the courts of the Babylonian and, uh, you know, uh, Persian kings, you know, right there. That's, that's what we're talking about right there. We're talking about building bridges from love so that Christ can be, you know, Christ can reach people who are unreachable. And what you're doing is just incredible incredible i've admired you for years and years and years 
and you've, I know that you've led many, many uh, Muslims to Christ. And just exciting. So exciting. And the reason I brought that about was, uh, as I say, some of the things that I think that you are introducing us to. I have not had a language for it, but I'm very, very grateful that you are now helping us to provide a language, which I believe is also connected to the language of love that the blind eyes can see and the deaf ears can hear. Yeah, you know, I just had this thought in a, in a picture in my mind. You know, in 2 Corinthians 5.17, we all know this verse. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. And, and, you know, and that's such a beautiful verse. The word new there means prototype, never before created. So this is a verse we've been both teaching on for many years. But I've been intrigued, Leif, by the previous verse. The previous verse says, we know each other no longer after the flesh. For we knew Christ this way once before, but know him no longer this way. Next verse. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The connotation of the 16th verse is that we should learn to recognize people after the spirit. And I had this picture while you were talking just a minute ago that there are, there are walls that are, that are built around people uh, like the, the, and named Muslim, Mormon, Jehovah's Witness, Atheists. You know, Democrat, Republican, we build these walls, and they're walls, if I could say, they're walls of assumption, but they become strongholds in which we assume that a person would not want Christ because of this, these walls that have titles. And yet, what I see you doing, and what I feel like we're called to do through you know, Holy Spirit insight, which would include in spiritual intelligence, is actually knowing people after the Spirit. So you see a Saul, as you just mentioned, this is what inspired this. But when you see Saul, you actually see Paul. And instead of knowing people past, present, you're learning how to know them future pre present and relate to them future present so that what Paul said, you know, forgetting what lies behind and pressing forward to the upward call of God in Christ Jesus, forgetting what lies behind, we are, we're, not, we're not relating to people after their history, their Muslim history, their Mormon history, their atheist history, or their, you know, their terrible, I, you know, I, I did terrible things history, but I'm actually knowing them future present and viewing them through the lens of this prophetic perspective and calling them into their, their divine destiny, which is what you're doing. And you're tearing down the walls of, you know, you know, the, this, this whole, I can't love you. Well, I can't relate to you. I can't treat you with honor because you're a quote, a Muslim. And instead you're like, I'm seeing through that wall with my, with my x-ray vision. And I see a man I see a soul made in the image of God who needs his creator and savior. And, and, I, and I just think that, you know, you've been doing it for years. And I think it's a great example that we all have people around us, unless we're living in this little church world, that have those walls 
that are, you know, that people, that Christians go untouchable. And yet when we put on this, these glasses, this Holy Spirit glasses, we begin to see people after the spirit. It creates a whole new way to relate to people. What will be some ways? I know, of course, we can get your book. And I, I can promise you, Chris, I will read this book because I just, I just came from Pakistan and my assignment is very unique. I send you a little video just because it's not put together yet. I will show you the later one. Like one, one example for me was um, I also visited a Shia Muslim headquarter and I met with the chairman of the Shia Muslim party and we've had some 20 years experience. But it was again one of those, um, we're sitting together in the same chair and all the imams are sitting around. And then I feel the Holy Spirit is telling me uh, that somebody there has a torn rotator cuff. <laughs> but I problem if I say something, that means that Allah still speaks. And the great prophet Muhammad is the last voice, so you cannot speak afterwards. They will say, you're a prophet. So I had this argument going on on the inside. Make that story short, because we I just showed a video. I have it on my phone here. But in the next moment, I just do these things that probably is spiritual intelligent, but it doesn't make sense to at least anything in missiology that I've been trained in, uh, walked over to the person, asked for permission because honor is what love looks like. And the chairman of the Shia Muslim party, he said it was okay. The guy got totally healed. Eight more people got totally healed in that room. And then the chairman of the Shia Muslim party says, can you pray for my knees right now? That was just one, one week ago. So then uh, the next day I met with Dr. Hussein Akbar, Dr. Hussein Akbar, who is the Shia Muslim, 88 million Shia Muslim leader, one of the top three Shia Muslim leaders of the world, came to the headquarter and several people had heard about the testimony. So even women came there and they nodded on my shoulder. He gave permission and we have the picture and I will send you some of the picture. I sent it to Bill. So I'm sitting there praying for women. That's illegal too. You do not touch women and pray for Muslim women as an infidel, as an unclean person. I'm just using that there's a lot of things that does not make sense in the way that we have been trained or operating. But there is something that, uh, as you could call it, a spiritual intelligence. There's something that the spirit is doing that uh, when you can see into the unloved realms, when you do certain things, and I cannot explain it, you should get punished or you get killed for doing this. Or there was at least 11 things that just happened in the last two weeks that I have proofs and evidences. I'm sitting with a group of PhDs and they, they say, that's impossible. You can't do that. I was just in Afghanistan. And when I went over into the Afghan and I met with some of the Afghan leadership, the Pashtun leadership there, and we're sitting in there and, and starting just the presence of Jesus is showing up. And so many things that's taking place, people are like, you can't do that. That's impossible. The PhDs. And I'm sitting there. So all I'm saying is that I'm learning something in this season myself that God is teaching us something that I, I start crying talking about it because it's grace to one degree. But there's things that I've done intuitive for 26 years that I want to learn how to be more intentional about. And to be able to help people, because I do know that love wins and that light is greater than darkness. And I've just recently seen environments changing over and over again. Leif, it's going to be so important that you raise up, you know, that you become the Barnabas that raises up the Pauls and the Marks, right? And that you that you that you introduce other 
men and women into this ministry so that the favor that's on your life is on their life so that this this continues for the generations the legacy I'm, I'm going to text you a few pictures just for the fun of it because you will enjoy it and a few videos because of course i will not go public the things i share with you is public because it is on the yeah. television over in the middle east right now yeah. that's, that's yeah. why i can talk to you about it public but there's some other yeah. private thing but i think it, it's uh, it's helping some of the things that you're giving us language for i think it also helps people to see that there is something that god is up to and that god is doing and he's inviting us to join him Tell me, I think you also have a school now, or is yeah. there an institute, or how can we join? I, I want practically yeah. find out how we can get in on this. So um, we started an SQ Institute. So you can get to find out all the information. I, I'm 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 the I'm the worst salesman for my stuff, but just get on sqinstitute.com, and there, you'll see that we have a master class that is a, a self-guided. Uh, you know, engaging teaching masterclass. And then we also have an, a, a solutionary intensive, which is 12 weeks, weeks long. It is a personal engagement, answering questions. There's, a, there's a, an advanced uh, spiritual intelligence test that you take at the beginning of it and at the end. So you can see that you're growing in your SQ. Um, and there's, there's uh, coaches, SQ coaches on there where they're, they're not just teaching, but they're answering your questions. They're helping you in small groups. And it's going to be, it's, it's going to be epic. It starts in January. So we're really excited about the launch. And it actually just came out of this book. Uh, a whole bunch of my team got around that read the book and helped me edit the book. And they were like, we need to make something out of this because there are a lot of people going to read this book. And what it's going to do is it's going to inspire them. And and then they need more coaching. Like, how, how can we do that? So that kind of inspired it. And then we started thinking about this other dynamic that we're working on right now. And that is uh, developing solutionaries. Uh, we call them Kairos conductors, Imagineers, um, you, know, uh, uh, it, you know, people that, people that can actually uh, be called on to answer uh, uh, hard questions. For example, my really good friend, who you know too, Daniel McCollum, together we started the School of the Prophets, and three years ago he launched a finders ministry where they're finding. He had this vision from the Lord. The Lord gave him this this uh, this whole intensive idea about finding missing children because there's so many children that are abducted in our country, and so they put together a team. They found uh, three children that have been lost for more than two years. That I think it was in the first month. And now he has hundreds of, uh, they call them finders, people that went through his course, that, that, that they actually, you know, put on a team of finders and they have them all over the world. They've found all kinds of children. They've answered all kinds of, uh, uh, you know, uh, questions for the um, law enforcement. And we have our own teams that are on some of the highest levels of law enforcement now and advising, I, I don't want to say um, who, but you would know these, these people, uh, you would know who these, who these organizations are at the highest level of our government, keeping our, our country safe. And we have a, uh, a couple of our people now that uh, one of them found, one of them through a prophetic word and through a word of knowledge, uh, discovered a, 
island that was infested with the um, with uh, with terrorists, and uh, they 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 shared it with the or, with the agency. The agency had never thought of even looking there, and they found the largest terrorist training camp that's ever been discovered this last year from this uh, spiritual intelligence S cube. So this person, this woman who's on our team. And so she's been, um, you know, that that opened the door for her to do more for the agencies. And so, you know, this is this is the outflow of it, not just for not just working uh, in the agencies, but also for how do we raise our kids, like using spiritual intelligence? Uh, you know, how do I know my kids after the spirit? How do I how do I see them future present? How do I raise how do I find their discover their superpowers and help develop them? This is all what we're doing in the SQ Institute. So it's pretty exciting. As I said, two courses, one of them is a masterclass, which is self-guided, and the other is the solutionary intensive. And out of that, we hope to, you know, develop uh, a, a few people who will be on these teams uh, that will help to become solutionaries for governments and for businesses and for, and for uh, you know, uh, churches and so on and so forth. Super excited about it. It is very, very exciting. We have a, not a similar, but I have something called Ambassadors of Love, where we're just, we're just training people who can represent the king in the sphere, that they are lamb on the inside and lion on the outside. So in a sense, so we've just, a little bit in another way of some of the things that I've done, why so, did I receive the Ambassador of Love reward? But who will represent the king and becoming ambassadors of love in the environment where God has called them to be in. And it is a lot of fun. So maybe some of our students can come in there and get the spiritual intelligence. We just had 270 people that went through our school and just graduated today. And they did very, very well. So I that they need to know about today. Yes, today it was our graduation day for 200. I think it was 270. Yeah, 270 students we had today. They just graduated. So it's exciting. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah. I'm so proud of what you're doing and what you're doing. You know, we don't, we, we see what you're doing. I mean, you know, you speak at conferences in, in America and around Europe, but you know, your, your most important work is actually what you're doing amongst the, the Muslims. It's, it's epic. There's just hardly anyone doing that. It's so beautiful. Thank you so much, Chris. And you've been such a, uh, for an inspiration it's not just your book but it is your life and i'm saying that with honest heart and it's one of the one of the people that i admire the most uh, and i knew papa jack also during the years I, I still remember the first time i met you in 2001 uh, i remember one of my first intellectual conversation was lance walno you and i we sat together in 2002 and i have so many different stories so as we were going to meet face to face again today, I was just sitting there going through the memory stones of the different times we'll be together. But I think that pretty much what you have given me a lot, including what you're doing with the governments, that you have believed in me. You have believed in me. And even when other people didn't believe in me, just I, I remember that when you invited me to speak as a 
at a prophetic conference. I didn't even feel like a prophet. I was there and it's going to be introduced in this kind of environment. So, so it's somehow you, <laughs> you, you, you saw something in me that I didn't see in myself before it happened. And, and it has been an honor to be on this journey together. So, and I want to make sure that the platform God has given us that, that as many people as possible that we will, including myself, will tap into this spiritual intelligence so that the people can see how good Papa God is and how loved people are. Well, you are a, a lover of God and a lover of people in a, in a, on a level that is you know, challenging for all of us. You're raising the standard of what love looks like. Heidi Baker, love looks like something. And, uh, and I'm, I'm proud of you. And uh, we need to have you back. So you can, you know, teach and share your stories and inspire, you know, especially in the middle of this craziness where, you know, people stop loving each other over what president they vote for. I'm like, are you what governor are they like? I'm, I'm like, whether they want to take the, the vaccine or not, like, really, we're going to divide the body of Christ around issues that are not even in the Bible. Come wow, let's. Let's stop, you know. Yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, I wanted you to make sure to also to pray because I know that yes. uh, you have, it's not just you have received something, you become something and you can impart something. And, and I want to receive that impartation. And what we will do is on our website, as well as on here, we will make sure that everybody will know how to have access to this, as well as our kingdom family movement. We have a beautiful family in 22 countries now of other people that are just, they, 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 they love Jesus and, and, and they also are very much interested to become more like him. So uh, if you wouldn't mind just pray an impartation yes. over us and, and a blessing, yes. a father's blessing, especially when Papa Jack is gone. Yeah, Lord, thank you so much for Leif and for all the people who are on this call or will watch this call later. Lord, we just release an impartation right now. We thank you for the love of God that that uh, surpasses understanding, the peace of God that surpasses understanding, the power of God that surpasses understanding. You want to do exceedingly abundantly more than we ask or even think. So, Lord, we, we pray that you would infuse us with the mind of God, but that you would wow us with your wonders, that you would that you would en encompass us with your mysteries, and that you, God, you teach us the love of God that surpasses understanding. And Lord, I pray for a release of prophetic grace for every watcher, everybody who gathers and watches this uh, podcast, this webcast, Lord, I pray that there would be an impartation of prophecy, of word of knowledge, of discerning of spirits, of the gift of wisdom. And Lord, we, we pray uh, that you would release that to everybody who's watching, that literally like, like that Romans 1, I long to come to you that I might impart a spiritual gift to you that you may be established, and that people would be established through these prophetic impartations in Jesus' name. And may we have the mind of Christ and may we think the thoughts of God so that the world may encounter the presence and the power of God in a way that boggles their minds and, in, and, and, and inspires their hearts and saves their souls in Jesus' name. Wow. That's good. 
when, when, I, when I invite you to come, you got to put that peace award in your suitcase and bring it with you. We'll do that. I, I promise you. Actually, it was fun. Uh, Bill sent me a text yesterday that you need to come to Reading. Yeah. So I think that's a double, double for my trouble. It's been too long. And I'm speaking at Bethel Atlanta this Sunday to our family, to our family here. So you knew that Bethel is my family. Yeah. It's my tribe. And that's where I belong. So uh, and it's a great, great honor. So uh, I, I can't wait to come and, and see you guys in Reading. We'll work it out. I love you. I love you much. Thank you so much. And much love to Kathy. Yes. And same to your wife. God bless you. Bless you too, my friend. Bye-bye. Bye now. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can follow Leif on social media at Leif Hetland. And sign up for our weekly newsletter at globalmissionawareness.com.